podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast.
Welcome to the Weekly Review. It's Friday, October 26, 2018. Thanks so much for listening. We are broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio in San Francisco, California. We're on Ohlone land. And thanks for listening in. If it's your first time listening, thanks for listening. If you're a person who has listened before, thanks for coming back. I'm going to provide a trigger warning before the show, as I always do, or at least have been doing in the past few years. It's a news and current events program. We'll be talking about things that are happening in the world uh, that are deeply troubling and upset and wanting to provide uh, just a, a warning ahead of time so folks have an idea of what they'll, they will be listening to. I've been having a pretty rough week, as many, many people have, and so I'm not quite sure what we'll be getting to on the show. Well, I have an idea. However, we might end up playing an older episode. Typically on the show, we have a lot of guests in here, and that hasn't been something that's happened this year, not necessarily by my choice, just how things have worked out. And thankfully, we'll have a guest coming in next week, calling in next week, so we're grateful for that. And I was looking back, there's a couple of shows from last year, we spoke with the, some of the founders of Trans Lifeline, which is a great organization for folks to support, and we'll be talking more about that later on. And so yeah, folks came in last year, and we had some really good discussions, so I may be playing some of those episodes or clips from those episodes on this one today, um, depending on what my energy level is like and uh, how, how much I can really stand. And if you're interested in going back, I believe April 14th was one of the shows. But even go back to the, if you go back to mutinyradio.fm, this, this show has been on since December 2013. There's uh, about a year of shows that are in the universe somewhere. Some are on one of my uh, hard drives. Some are elsewhere and some other hard drives. We'll eventually get them up to the archive at some point. However, from 2015, from January 2015 onward, we have all of those shows archived that you can listen to at any time. So feel free to, to jump in. Jump in's perhaps not the right word to say. Check them out. Listen to them. There are some really great conversations. I have difficulty listening to my own voice. However, there are some great folks I've had in here, really great conversations. There's a trans activist from Russia who came in also in 2017, and a lot of community organizers, activists. I try to bring in as many queer and trans folks as possible to amplify people's voices and just to hear perspectives that unfortunately we don't hear very much in mainstream media or in a lot of other places as well. So every time I, well, not every time, but I was feeling pretty down about a lot of things and that's, it's not nothing new, I guess. It's just the current attack on, on trans folks um, based on policies and the quote unquote, just, I can't even use that word justice to describe the justice department of justice. I don't know justice for whom they're talking about. Uh, but some memos were released on Sunday that were deeply upsetting and the language they were using was ext- extremely like abusive and violent and really played into, I think a lot of, uh, psychological cruelty and trauma for a lot of trans gender, not conforming and intersex folks. And it's this administration is, ca- we've seen is capable. They're still deporting people. They're still separating children from their families or still putting people in cages. And I also recognize that previous administrations have also done some pretty horrible things as well, uh, both here and abroad. So recognizing that horrible things were also happening pre 2016 and also recognizing an uptick, not only in the, in fascistic violence from this current administration, um, from also from other folks around who are inspired by it and inspired to commit acts of violence against marginalized communities. 
So it's it's really deeply upsetting. I know there are some folks who are saying vote, vote, vote. And yes, uh, I view voting as harm reduction. I think in some ways, locally, it can help. And it would also be great if we could vote to uh, get rid of capitalism. And if we could just vote, if we could just, you know, click or mark one answer, that would be to ensure everyone has housing and everyone has health care and everyone has food. And the spending that goes into the military could instead go back to education. Uh, if that could, and I think... There are some measures that we will vote yes on Prop 10, yes on Prop C, yes on Prop E if you're here in California. And Prop C is for San Francisco. Um, I'm, I've got a little chihuahua with me. Uh, I'm pet sitting at the moment. So if you hear a little bit of ruffling and perhaps an occasional dog noise, that's from a dog. Um, it's also very nice to have a little support animal here at the moment. So, I, yes, voting is harm reduction. If you're able to, I understand folks who recognize that it's the problems are much greater. And I also recognize folks who feel like that it's one way to make change. And also, I really support direct action. And if we look at history, it's riots and protests, boycotts. All of these things have really, strikes have really led to, to changes happening as well. So I also would appreciate uh, for folks to put as much attention and energy into collective actions um, as well as voting. There's a lot of different ways that folks can show up and also not everyone has the same capabilities or abilities or benefits or it's it's not everyone has the same opportunities. So I think recognizing that folks need to show up as they can and the folks who already have been showing up as they can simply even by existing in this world that doesn't want a lot of us here. I shouldn't say that. That's there are certain people in positions of power who don't want a lot of us here, and what can we do to resist that? I think it has to go beyond voting. That's my opinion. So yes, vote, and do other things too, if you are able. Okay. <sighs> Started off, I'm going to play music by all trans artists today, and that was one of my favorites. Uh, that was Sad Computer by Il Primo Innocente, and you can check out um, Pose Music. Uh, there's a SoundCloud you can go to and that's if you go to soundcloud.com slash inopogu and that's i-n-o-p-o-g-u so please subscribe to that and you can also purchase stuff on the various apps that are connected that way also uh first of all go to uh pose webpage which is i-n-o-p-o-g-u.com and there's music and paintings like super talented lots of great work there please do support trans artists that's one thing you can do you can hire us you can support us for our work that's a great way to support trans people it's pretty simple. Okay. Uh, so I think that will put me into the first article. And I wasn't really, at, at first I was like, I don't even want to go in today. And then it's like, oh, I, I do want to show up. And I do feel like it's important to, if I'm able to. And I'm never quite sure how many people are listening. We, we did get statistics, though. So that's great, our stats from the last few months. Uh, anywhere from like eleven to 12,000 downloads a month for this show, which is great. I don't know who all these folks are. Some folks I do know. Other folks, thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope that this can uplift in, in some regard. I know it's a lot of the stuff we talk about is deeply upsetting, and at the same time, it's important to talk about what's happening and find out what we can do about it, and also to know that there are so many people who are already doing things about it, too, and that's, I think, even more inspiring to remember that. So... I'll be getting to some news articles today. There's also the Marriott strikes are happening. Um, AFC, AFC SME, I believe. Um, uh, um, are also, there are also the UC workers uh, were striking as well this week. So there are lots of 
lots of folks who are striking, some people crossing the picket line, such as the LA Dodgers, boo. Also, the Yankees were as well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it matters, and it's frustrating. And the dog is growling now, because the, the dog doesn't like uh, folks who cross picket lines. And it also could just be that there was some like a dog walking outside the, the studio that was upsetting. Anyway, uh, yes, I, I would growl too. So I'm going to start off with this article here. Um, bad news is that it's from, we, there is some, apparently it's been a, an ongoing thing, but like the owners of The Advocate and Out, which are two gay, I don't even want to call them queer, but like gay me- magazines and like they, they have a media presence, of course, as well. The owners have been contributing to like, uh, like GOP or like Republican, uh, so, so it's just like, ugh, that's pretty disgusting. <sighs> anyway, that happens to be where this uh, was published, though, and I want to read, um, not to fault the writer of this, who's been helping out so much, a uh, great trans lawyer named Chase uh, Strangio, who's been just tirelessly advocating for trans folks and um, has put together a piece of ways that folks can help out. So we're super grateful for that and for, yes, super grateful. So if you need to find the article, I mean, do share the article. I'm more just uh, uh, frustrated that uh, owners of this certain publication are donating funds in a, to nefarious causes. Let's put it that way. Okay, so Chase Strangio of the UCLU, of the ACLU offers a call to action against 45's transphobic memo. And this was put together by the Out.com editors, and it came out on October 21st. In a new memo from the 45 administration, the Department of Health and Human Services is seeking to legally define sex as biological gender under Title IX, which prevents gender-based discrimination. It states that the government needs to define gender on a biological basis that is clear. I'm not even going to fucking read it because it's like, it's biased, it's nonsense, it's untruthful, and it's unscientific is what they're trying to do. And folks would, and it's like, it reinforces the binary, which excludes millions of people. It's unscientific, it excludes, excludes millions of people, it's horrific. So the, the article states that social media was consumed with outrage. Many of us in person were consumed with outrage. There was a vigil in Oakland, there were folks gathered in the Castro, there was folks in Philly and DC and New York, I believe. So a lot of folks gathered to protest this and uh, There's a community rally. Yes, Washington Square Park had happened from Lambda, Lambda Legal posted about it. And so here are some action items that folks can take because I do realize sometimes I come to the show and I read about what's happening and then it's like, well, I just read about all these horrible things that are happening and I feel pretty depressed. And it's great to be able to focus on action items that folks can take to deal with what's happening and to fight back and to push back. And not just now, but consistently, like all the time, like trans folks always need support. And that's the thing that pisses me off so much is that things were already difficult. Community members were already having a really difficult time and also recognizing that that many folks are at more risk than others. So wanting to mention that as well. And things were already difficult for a lot of folks. And now it's like, it's there's an increase and it's really tricky when many of us are, are suffering or upset in our own ways and it's difficult for folks to take care of one another. And this is just one more, it's one more thing that the, that the administration is doing to harm folks and to harm marginalized folks. So here are ways that folks can take action. Yes, this means you, uh, you could even, one thing I really want to focus on is spreading information and spreading the word. And that's something that doesn't cost anything. It, uh, it, it's something that, 
as long as you can talk to some other person or communicate it, send an email, post online. Again, make a phone call, send an email. There are a lot of ways that you can share information. And that's one benefit to social media and the technology, which I know is horrible in a lot of ways, especially some of the folks who run it who are deeply problematic in their behaviors as well, is that we do have a way to share information that wasn't possible decades ago. So we can share it with numerous people and especially people who might not hear otherwise, like instantly. That's a thing too. Like we can instantly share information. So if you know folks in Massachusetts who vote in Massachusetts, or you know someone who might know someone who votes in Massachusetts, here's one thing you can do. And that's bring attention to Yes on 3 in Massachusetts. There's a ballot initiative coming to a vote in Nove- on November 6th in Massachusetts that would repeal protections for transgender and non-binary people in public accommodations, such as yourself so that's super fucking disgusting Ugh, this is the first statewide vote to strip trans people of their rights ever and it would take away protections won in the legislature after decades of fighting to explicitly extend those these protections to trans people a action item call your massachusetts friends and tell them to vote yes on three raise the public profile of this ballot initiative by signal boosting on social media and make sure you include the words vote yes on three to support equality Hyperlink, visit, and donate to freedommassachusetts.org. Use the hashtag, hashtag yeson3. freedommassachusetts.org. Use the hashtag yeson3. Number two, get out the vote. Uh, We know there are a lot of feelings about voting in general, but let's put it this way. Voting at the state and local level is especially helpful to trans liberation because the midterm elections this year aren't just about Congress. It's also about state legislatures, state courts, city council races, and local school board elections. Today's 45 memo didn't come out of nowhere. It is the work of our opponents at every level of government. They worked locally. We have to also. Action item A. Visit vote.org for more information on getting out the vote in your area. Organize your friends and family to vote with you. Provide a ride or money for rides to the polls. Call friends and family in key swing states to encourage them to vote. B. Action item. Spread the word about trans candidates. Amelia Marquez in Missouri. Brianna Titone in Colorado. Danielle Danielle Skidmore in Texas. Christine Halquist in Vermont. Lazia Casile in Guam, etc. Three, contribute to trans-led organizations. Most, many of our most prominent national organizations are not led by trans or non-binary people and therefore do not always prioritize these fights in the ways or with the resources they deserve. You can find trans-led organizations at both the national and local level. This is just a sample list. Um, donate time or money. Um, Okay, action item. Donate time or money, follow, and signal boost organizations like Sylvia Rivera Law Project, Audrey Lord Project, Casa Ruby, Fierce Trans Latina uh, Coalition, Trans Lifeline, Familia Trans Queer Liberation Movement, Southerners on New Ground, Organacion Latina de Trans in Texas, it's OLTT, Trans Law Center. Uh, for more comprehensive lists, visit Trans Justice Funding Project and Borealis Philanthropies Fund for Trans Generations. And if you go to this site as well, they have the links included, so it'll be easier to, to get to. So again, uh, Trans Justice Funding Project and Borealis Philanthropy, Philanthropies Fund for Trans Generations, uh, which, has, which have more comprehensive lists. Four, yes, definitely, contribute to bailout funds. So much of this So much of this kind of systemic discrimination means that trans people, especially those of color, are policed and incarcerated. We must join mass bailouts to get our community back onto the streets to fight with us, and so we can fight for them. A, action item. 
donate to bailout funds like Bronx Freedom Fund, the Lorena Borjas Community Fund, Massachusetts Bail Fund, Chicago Bail Fund, Transmission, and that's trans with a Z, Mission uh, Prison Project, and TGIJP. B, action item. Donate to fund supporting trans immigrants. A list can be found here. I'm going to click on this link so I can, uh, so folks who are listening can go there right now. And it's, uh, it's from Lambda, Lambda Legal. It's lambdalegal.org. And then it's under the Know Your Rights. There's an article about trans immigrants resources. So again, go to lambdalegal.org, Know Your Rights. And the article is uh, Resources and Support for Transgender Immigrants. Next. Oh, yeah. Attention, cis folks. I would read this for the rest of the program, but I'm not going to do that. You can just go rewind it and listen to it as much as you need. Number five. Attention, cis folks. Call your people and have conversations. Ask your friends to share articles or videos written or produced by trans people so we can boost their messages. Educate yourself to make sure you're challenging the notion that there is a binary and coherent notion of biological sex. Make sure your family understands that trans liberation is an integral part of the LGBTQ plus community and supporting gay marriage was just one facet of the LGBTQ plus equality. Oh, one just, yeah, one of just one facet of LGBTQ plus equality. A, action item. Call or text three cis people in your life about a measure they can take to support trans people. Six, pay attention to the notice and comment periods on proposed federal regulations. Many proposed changes to federal regulations, like the one written about in today's New York Times, have to go through something called notice and comment. So, through mail, people are able to say... Uh, what engagement people, oh, excuse me, people are able to say what they think about a federal rule. This is a huge opportunity for citizen engagement because even if it doesn't impact the administration's decision, it will be easier for pro LGBTQ plus organizations to argue in court that the measure is discriminatory. A action item, follow legal organizations like Lambda Legal, the ACLU and Transgender Law Center for updates on when you're able to and on when you're able to weigh in. They will give you template, templatized talking points and instructions for your convenience. For this measure, we expect the comment period to be in the next two months. Seven, support trans and non-binary journalists and make sure our major newspapers and media outlets are doing the same. Today's New York Times article is written by cis people and quotes almost entirely cis people. Boo. And also says that the Obama administration loosened, in quotation marks, the concept of gender, which is false. The Obama administration merely uh, promulgated regulations and guidance regarding the meaning of sex under federal law that was consistent with what the courts have been saying for years. Prohibitions on sex discrimination discrimination cover trans and GNC people. By saying the Obama administration loosened the definition of gender, the Times actually plays into the hands of the GOP and anti-trans activists who seek to weaponize a misleading notion of biology to contrast it with what they position as a fraudulent and subject concept of gender identity. The reality is that sex includes many things, and prohibitions on sex discrimination include trans, includes trans people. Adopting the framing of biological sex versus gender identity plays right into the hands of anti-trans activists, and a trans reporter would have caught that. A. Action item. Follow trans journalists and signal boost their work or sign up for their newsletters. And when you see articles about trans people appearing in mainstream media, hold them accountable by asking, wh asking why a trans person didn't write or appear in the piece. Yes, it seems pretty clear and... Uh, it's great to say that out loud, and I hope folks are hearing, like, really hearing that, 
and acknowledging that. And that's just, this is one small piece, of course, of how folks are portrayed in mainstream media by other folks who just don't get it and or want to continue stating falsehoods. It really hurts people. So again, if you want to check out this article, please do share it with everyone. If you go to out.com, news opinions, uh, it's, it's a hell no memo, seven action items to protect trans and GNC people. And initially we did have a Facebook page and it's currently not exactly being able to be found. There are a few reasons for this that we think. So we might be getting that back up. I personally am taking a Facebook hiatus and I've never felt better. That's not true. I'm sure I felt better in my life before all this nonsense started. However, it's good to take some time away from social media. I highly recommend it. Therefore, if you're interested in following us on social media, it, it might be a while before we're back up. However, I do like to provide articles such as this and provide news that one might not normally hear. I guess it depends. We all you know, only hear news that our friends share and our circles share. So perhaps you are hearing this and that's great. So yay. Cool. All right. It's time for a music break. I'm feeling a little bit better than I thought I might. Having a little dog here to be comforting is super helpful. And we're going to play some more music. And then um, perhaps we'll get talk a little bit about some of these strikes that are happening. Cause that's really good news and it's got to support the workers and yeah, good, good stuff. Okay. Let's get to some more music. Oh, I hear some growling. All right. We'll play some more music and we'll be back uh, in a bit. Thank you. 
have you done manipulated love when you found out you weren't the one then for 20 years the abuse went on until she heard the ultimatum leave him now or lose your daughter and your sons i never asked you for this life you had me to control your wife My old man you've lost your health no but don't dare take offense when we don't ask if you are well cause we all know you were never there to feed us keep us safe or warm when this world knocked us down or when we fell space I swear that I'm just living for the day I hear you failed and crashed and burned I never asked you for this life you had me to
And welcome back to Weekly Review. This was from El Primo Innocente. You can find Pose Music at Inopogu.com or SoundCloud.com forward slash Inopogu. So I mentioned that there are a lot of strikes happening right now, and we'll talk a bit about that. There's an article from The Guardian. One job should be enough. Marriott hotel workers strike hits eight U.S. cities. 8,000 members of the Unite Here union are demanding a living wage from the company that made $3.2 billion last year. Holy shit. $3.2 billion. You would think that would be enough to pay your workers decently. This is written by Drew Phillip in Detroit, Michigan, and it came out today. How timely. Friday, October 26th. In eight cities across the U.S., almost 8,000 Marriott hotel employees are walking picket lines demanding better wages, workplace safety, and a seat at the table for technology changes in the latest strike organized among America's low-wage workers. Although the workers represent a small fraction of total worldwide Marriott employees, the union representing striking workers, Unite Here, is calling this the largest multi-city hotel strike in North American history. Nearly two dozen hotels have been affected, including in Boston, San Francisco, Honolulu, Kauai, Detroit, San Diego, Oakland, and San Jose, according to Marriott International and Unite Here. The union represents approximately 20,000 Marriott hotel employees in total, with another quarter million workers in related industries. Although demands vary slightly between striking properties, the workers are striking under the slogan, One Job Should Be Enough, a corollary to the Fight for 15 movement spanning the service industry and demanding living wages in a rapidly changing economy. Activists say incomes have lagged far behind inflation and cost of living, and many complain they must often work two or three full-time jobs to afford basic necessities. I, at my age, have never had children myself because there's no hope that I could afford what the wages I'm making to take care of a wife and a child. I'll probably end up dying that way because I've never had enough, said Michael Greenia, 55, a Marriott cook, while he stood inside a blue tarp strike tent on a frigid and windy night in Detroit. As he spoke, a small group of strikers beat snare and bass drums and blew whistles while walking in a circle in front of the Greek columns of the Weston Book Cadillac Hotel, a cornerstone of downtown Detroit's economic resurgence. They chanted slogans including, Dirty beds, dirty sheets, take your business down the street. Workers in Detroit are saying they make 2 to $5 an hour or $6,000 less per year on average than other major hotels in town, including another Marriott property which is not on strike. Workers also say they would like a voice in coming technological changes. (laughs) Excuse me. Workers also say they would like a voice in coming technological changes and that they suffer from injuries due to excessive workload and inadequate equipment. It is a common story. We're over here sacrificing our bodies and our health by skipping our lunch breaks, by holding it, by uh, having, to, by holding it, having to use the bathroom because that's going to take time away from us cleaning our rooms. We sacrifice our lives to get these rooms to standard," said housekeeper jo- Joanna Elazar by phone from Honolulu in Hawaii. Contract negotiations began to break down this summer. The nationwide strike began in Boston when approximately 1,500 workers walked off the job in the first week of October and has since spread. Unite Here says all locals are able to strike at will, and the strike is indefinite until demands are met. We see ourselves at Unite Here as helping to restore the strike to the labor movement, said Rachel Gumpert, national spokeswoman for the union. Marriott International would not comment directly on ongoing negotiations, but released a statement to The Guardian that read in part, While we respect our associates' rights to voice their opinions and participate in demonstrations and this work stoppage, we are disappointed that Unite Here has chosen to resort to a strike. (sighs) 
I, I'm uh, rolling my eyes, but you can't really see that. During the strike, our hotels are open and we, we stand ready to serve our guests. We remain committed to, and to negotiating in good faith to reach a fair contract with all party, for all parties. We will welcome any associate who chooses to continue to work. Management <coughs> excuse me, for the Weston Book Cadillac in Detroit did not return calls for comment. The willingness to strike is somewhat rare recently, according to Merrick Masters, director of labor at Wayne, a Wayne State University uh, at Wayne State University, dropping from a height of hundreds of strikes a year in the 1960s to five to 20 a year over the last few decades. But it is coming back now as evidenced by a wave of teacher strikes earlier this year that provided a shot in the arm for U.S. labor activists. I think we're going to see more movement for unions, Masters said, uh, both in attempts for additional organization and increased agitation in those already unionized it's it is symptomatic of the fact that for years workers in general have suffered stagnant or declining wages and shrinking benefits and the tipping point has been reached where they want to assert their ability to extract what they consider to be a fair price for their services marriott is the largest and probably most profitable hotel company in the world with earnings of 3.2 billion dollars for 2017, that's so much money. The strikes may be having an economic impact on hotel owners as how as high as high <laughs> as high-profile conferences and galas have moved from striking properties, including a City Lab conference in Detroit and a large communications network conference in San Francisco. In a time when the popular narrative says that unions cannot organize, Unite Here is rapidly organizing and growing because of the courage and strength of our members," wrote D. Taylor, international president of Unite Here, in a statement to the Guardian. Our Unite Here Marriott strikers are transforming the hospitality Excuse me. Uh Come here. Okay. All right. Uh our Unite Here Marriott Strikers are transforming the hospitality industry and raising standards for all North American workers. Back on the chili picket line in Detroit, Unite Here Local 24's president, Nia Winston, was confident during the third week of the strike. All we're asking for is a liv livable wage, our fair share, and parity, she said. A worker should not have two and three jobs, should not have two and three jobs to make ends meet. She was echoed by Mahalil Burbridge, a Weston cook. Uh, rhythmically beating a bass drum. The stage that's been set in America has been set for people to barely survive. I'm swimming with my nose underwater. Wow. So again, if you'd like to check out this article and or share it, which I highly recommend you do, go to check out The Guardian. And this article came out today. And the title of the article is One Job Should Be Enough, Marriott Hotel Workers Strike Hits Eight U.S. Cities, and that's under the U.S. Union's uh, banner of the of the guardian it's okay it's okay sweetie i know we don't like uh wealthy hotel owners we have a phone call we'll see if i can uh do this here okay multitasking mutiny radio do not hang up this is not a sales call really are you suffering from a chronic pain in your back or your knees are you looking for a solution without having to visit a doctor? It's called ending capitalism. I solved that. Okay, next up, I'm going to continue on with this, and I'm also going to bring back the, the pup here. Okay. So for folks who are, if you happen to be someone who stays at hotels or it's a thing and you want to like stay, stay at a hotel that's like not where the workers aren't striking, 
but there's ways you can find out how. So if you go to the Local 2 website, which is unitehere2.org, are you coming to San Francisco? I'm just reading from the website now. Uh, San Francisco's hotel and restaurant workers are proud to host you in our city. Visitors like you are a big part of what makes our home a vibrant place. And where you choose to spend your money affects tens of thousands of working families in the Bay Area. We want to make sure you are fully informed about events that could impact your stay. This summer, thousands of workers are negotiating with many of San Francisco's biggest hotel companies over workplace standards. Our current agreement with those companies expi- expired on August 14th, which is why folks are on strike. When a contract expires or workers are not under a contract, hotel workers may choose to strike, picket, or take any other action that could impact your travel. As the cost of living has soared in the Bay Area and as hotels charge higher and higher rates, we want to make sure that hospitality employees aren't left behind. We believe one job should be enough, enough to pay the bills, enough to raise a family, enough to retire with dignity. We hope our employers, many of them multi-billion dollar corporations, agree, but we are determined to make a real difference, especially at this moment in history. It's more important than ever that working people show up for themselves. They said stand up. I'm going to shift it to show up, which is a more inclusive term. Okay. Before booking at a San Francisco hotel, please visit fairhotel.org or www.fairhotel.org to make sure you're staying at a venue that is free and clear of of a labor dispute. You can also find important model protective language that helps you avoid cancellation fees if you need to relocate because of a dispute. Among the hotels where contracts expire are Courtyard by Marriott Downtown, Marriott Marquis, Marriott Union Square, Palace Hotel, St. Regis Hotel, W San Francisco, Weston St. Francis, and many more. For a complete list, visit fairhotel.org. Find out more about the campaigns at onejob.org. So yeah, I haven't heard of fairhotel.org. I'm clicking on it right now. And it's great. They have, um, oh, cool. So if you go to fairhotel.org, you can find a hotel. You can just search. There's a search button right at the front. You can search your the place you want to stay, and you can find out what's going on there, uh, whether or not there's a labor dispute happening. There's it's, there, They have uh, links for international travel as well. There's an app if you're someone who does things on your phone. <laughs> I think a lot of folks do. Not all of us have apps, though. Uh, there's travel alerts you can get as well, fair hotel program, and a boycott list. Very cool. Okay, what else? Uh, There is model protective language. Sign up as a fair hotel partner. Hotels by state or province. Your dollars matter. There's it's a really great, you know, very easy to uh, navigate website. Um, Let's check out the boycott list since we're here. Boycott list. Stay clear of boycotted hotels. I've joked on the show before that we do like an anti-advertisement show. We don't really have advertisements on here unless there's something I really like or an event that's coming up that I would promote for free anyway. And quite often I will uh, do an anti, like don't shop at this place, like still boycott Whole Foods, still boycott Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. And clearly the these Marriott hotels that are in the middle of labor disputes as well. Uh, okay. Boycott list. Steer clear of boycotted hotels and you may wish to consider the desirability of staying at hotels that are at risk of dispute where there are current or looming labor disputes. Be aware that this list only reflects the present status of union hotels across North America. To avoid the prospect of a labor conflict during your stay at a hotel, insist on protective contractual language when you make a reservation or organize an event. So, boycotts and labor disputes. In Alaska, there's the Anchorage Hilton, the Sheraton Anchorage. If you happen to be traveling to Anchorage, Alaska, granted, this show, you can listen to it uh, any place you can access the internet, or you can also download it and then travel with it. Also, we're on iTunes. Check out the weekly review on iTunes through Mutiny Radio. Also, you can listen on our website, mutinyradio.fm. 
Also, California, lots of hotels here. Lots of hotels here. Um, uh, there's the Beverly Hills Hotel, La Playa Carmel, Hilton Long Beach, Renaissance. There's just so many hotels here that are on strike. I can't even, I mean, I could read them all. And I feel like it'd be a better use of time if folks decided just to, if you're interested, to check them out. So please do go to fairhotel.org and check out the boycott list. Check out hotels to boycott. Speaking of strikes, um, AFSCME, 3299 are on strike, and these are the UC workers. And this comes from the California Aggie, which is the UC Davis paper. And I'm reading from this because it was the first to pop up. Uh, so this is written by uh, George Lau and Hannah Holzer, and this came out on October 24th. And they were, yeah, I saw some folks and folks with some folks who were at UCSF the other day. Uh, folks were picketing out front. They had tables set up. And yes, so here's some more information. After a year and a half of deadlocked negotiations with the UC, the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees Local, 3299 AFSCME, the UC's largest employee union representing over 25,000 workers is holding its second three-day strike in the past year. Citing concerns about job outsourcing and racial and gender disparities in the UC, AFSCME's strike started Monday and continues through Thursday, October 25th, with organized action taking place at UC Davis and UC campuses and medical centers throughout the state. Between 200 and 250 people gathered on the first day of the strike at the field off of Orchard and LaRue Road, which served as a makeshift base. AFSCME workers wore green t-shirts. Members of the university, professional and technical employees representing over 13,000 UC employees who are striking in solidarity with AFSCME during three days of the strike wore blue shirts. A 96% majority of AFSCME represented employees uh, voted to authorize a strike. The university's decision to to bypass collective bargaining and impose employment terms on patient care workers would increase health care premiums, flatten wages, lift the retirement age, and risk the continued outsourcing of UC jobs, AFSCME's website states. In a press release published before the start of the strike, AFSCME presidents and vice president commented on what they perceived to be the UC's choice to ignore workers' concerns. When UC outsources jobs, they're eliminating what once were career ladders into middle class, into the middle class for women and people of color, said AFSCME Local 3299 President Catherine Leibarger in the release. In the release. Uh, that is in major conflict with the university's mission of serving as an engine of economic mobility for all Californians. Leticia Garcia Prado, a medical assistant at the UC Davis Student Health Center and a representative for AFSCME, gave her reason for striking. Way more of our jobs are getting outsourced every day, said Garcia Prado, who was present at the first day of the strike. On campus, there are more and more buildings going up. What UC is trying to do is get those jobs that they are presently that are presently done by UC workers and outsourced to different companies. Garcia Prado discussed how this outsourcing might affect her and her colleagues. A lot of custodians, a lot of groundskeepers, even the maintenance workers who maintain the buildings, those jobs are always being threatened, she said. UC can decide to have a UC job converted to outsourcing, and that will be somebody else and not a UC employee. Garcia Prado mentioned the practice of laying off existing UC employees and then rehiring them as contract employees. It is not fair to us, she said. 
Desiree Bates Rojas, the president of the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement of Sacramento, a nationwide labor advocacy group who came to support the strike, spoke about job outsourcing. This is a fight about privatization, Bates Rojas said. We, wanted to, we want to defeat privatization. We want to stop privatization of workers' jobs. And right here in our backyard, in Nolo County, in Davis, California, we have the People's University, UC Davis. If they can't get to the negotiating table with AFSCME to defend workers and families, then we have a big problem. Bates Rojas continued on to discuss issues surrounding the privatization. Or, dis, excuse me. Bates Rojas continued on to discuss issues surrounding privatization. Privatizing workers means a lot of things. One, it means destroying families, she said. It's taking jobs away from people. It means paying lower wages. It means no protection for workers. Privatization means a fuel to corporation to take democracy and liberty away from people. The UC responded to the strike and the concerns highlighted by AFSCME in a statement sent to the California Aggie by Claire Doan, the Director of Media Relations for the UC Office of the President. For a year, AFSCME leaders have refused to budge on the on their reasonable demand of a 36% raise over four years for patient care workers, the statement reads. That is nearly triple what other university employees have received and clearly unrealistic for a taxpayer-funded institution like UC. The statement claims that the spending on campus service contracts has remained relatively level. AFSCME patient care and service workers are compensated at or above market rates, and specifically mentioned AFSCME's recently filed lawsuit against UC Davis, which could stall the construction of additional student housing. Last May, 53,000 UC workers participated in AFSCME's first strike. Both UFT and the California Nurses Association participated in a sympathy strike, but the CNA's recently finalized contract prohibits its employees from participating in any solidarity striking. Oof. California leaders, including from AFS-CME and UFTE, uh, has raised concerns about what they perceive to be in- intentional stalling tactics by the UC until after the Supreme Court ruled on the AFS-CME versus Janus case. The court's 5-4 ruling over the summer eliminated agency fees, effectively weakening the power of labor unions. John de Los Angeles, a spokesperson for AFSCME, told the Aggie in a recent article that the UC had sent out materials appearing to encourage workers to drop their union. A state agency recently filed two complaints alleging that UC engaged in illegal union-busting activity, uh, though the UC disputes those al- these allegations. Notably, the UC pointedly criticized AFSCME's membership fees in its statement sent to the Aggie regarding the strike, saying AFS-CME leaders have no qualms pointing the figure at UC while choosing to take a larger portion of their members' paychecks. <sighs> UC is hoping to see what this, that the Supreme Court's Janus decision has weakened UUP, UUPTE, a press release on UUP, UUP, excuse me, UPTE's website stated, this is our most important opportunity to show UC that we are more committed than ever to making sure that all UC workers are treated with justice and dignity. Lucy Joseph, a campus vice president for UPTE, spoke about her union support for AFS-CME. UPTE is here to support our colleagues in the AFS-CME patient care unit. Okay. Um, I know, sweetie. We'll go a second. Um unit and those are the people who run a lot of tests and procedures that you might get respiratory techs x-ray techs people like that she explained on the subject of of using 
on the subject of using how outsourcing might affect the morale of existing EUC employees, Joseph said, for those who are trained to perform a specialized job, spending time supervising a bunch of contract employees makes it hard to take pride in your work. An email sent by UC Davis employee in labor relations stated the university respects the right of workers to engage in the strike and that all absences of employees scheduled to work at any time between October 23rd and 25th will presume will be presumed strike related. If an employee's absence between October 23rd and 25th, 2018 is not approved or cleared by medical documentation, that time will be designated as unapproved leave without pay, the email states. Describing her experience at the first day of the strike, Garcia Prado confidently said, it's great. We are out here supporting each other. So again, you can check out this article at theaggie.org, and you can also read more about, if you go to AFSCME, um, you can, okay. All right. We're going to um, take another quick little walk outside. Yeah, AFSCME 3299. Uh, read about them. Uh, support them yeah okay taking another bit of a um a music break here i'd like to continue off where we left off before um again gonna play some more music from inopogu and uh um but we're gonna just do what we got here uh this is also from the album uh check it out it's uh, spelled t-a-r-a-u-m-a-d-x and this is called self-needy and uh, we'll be back in a bit. I'm barely here. I'm barely here. I'm barely here. I'm barely here. 
Welcome back to the weekly review. That was El Primo Innocente. Uh, please listen to El Primo Innocente. Go to soundcloud.com forward slash Inopogu. And, or, go to Inopogu.com. Purchase some music. Share some music. Book Poe for some shows. Good. Uh, Poe's currently in, touring in Europe right now. Good Good times. Good things. Okay. So, I've got a few more news stories coming up. First is a petition that folks can sign. Oh. Making sure the pup here is comfortable. And it's from one organization, Mehente, which is definitely worth supporting. Please support them financially. Support them by sharing their their info. And that's M I J E N T E. Uh, Mehente. It's action.mehente.net is one place to go. Uh, to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, tell Amazon stop powering ice. Immigrant detention built on Amazon Web Services. Amazon, drop your contracts with the Department of Homeland Security and stop enabling ICE's detention and deportation machine. Why is this important? New research shows that Amazon is helping ICE track, detain, and deport immigrants in a big way. We've known that Amazon servers host Palantir, the company that provides ICE with mission-critical services, such as its case management software, and we've been pressuring Amazon to drop Palantir. But it turns out Amazon's role in the deportation machine goes deeper than that. 
Through intense lobbying of policymakers and law enforcement officials, Amazon and Palantir have secured a role as the backbone of the federal government's immigration and law enforcement dragnet, allowing them to pursue multi-billion dollar government contracts in various agencies at every single level of law enforcement. These systems are new and dangerous in new ways. They are accumulating unprecedented amounts of data, everything from facial scans to social media content, and exchanging information among city, state, and regional law enforcement systems, as well as some foreign governments, for the purpose of finding, deporting, and detaining immigrants. DHS and many other law enforcement agencies are spending billions of taxpayer dollars on these tech systems, and Amazon, Palantir, and other tech companies are pushing them to go further. It's time to hold Amazon accountable for its outsized share in building the deportation machine and demand that they stop. It won't be easy. Amazon makes billions from these contracts, but the company also depends on consumers, including millions of Latinx people, and has to worry about protecting its brand. Recently, the company was forced to raise its minimum wage to $15 an hour, which wouldn't have happened without a major campaign demanding it. We can force Amazon to stop helping DHS and ICE target immigrants if enough of, if enough of us call them out, stay engaged, and keep the pressure on. Now, they have links to share this uh, through Facebook, Twitter, and email. Um, again, if you go to amihente.net, or action.mihente.net, and they have, they're looking for 4,000 signatures. Right now they're at 3,632, three, <laughs> 3, so they're almost at the 4,000 goal. And so, yeah, please do check out Mihente. Um, donate to them, mihente.net. Uh, they have lots of links and information, ways to take action, uh, press releases, they have a blog. Um, Yes, there's also, um, if you want to get text alerts for ways that you can support as well, you can text Abolish Ice to 797979 for updates. Again, the number is 797979, and you text them Abolish Ice, all one word, and that's the hashtag Free Our Future campaign, hashtag Abolish Ice, hashtag Shutdown Sessions. So you can find this and lots of more um, information at mihente.net. They also have Chinga La Migra, uh, Resist Ice Tour and Web Series, which I'm clicking on now. I haven't looked at before. And, ooh, uh, I think we're going to play some of it right now. Episode 9, Philadelphia. It's 5 minutes and 44 seconds. So we're going to be playing this now. And again, this is the web series Chinga La Migra, Episode 9, Philadelphia. I'm in Philly. No son tacos, but it's bomb. We're at the ninth stop of the Chinga La Migra tour. In Philadelphia, people have organized to make this city a sanctuary city. They had made sure that there's no longer any collaboration in the jails with ICE. But also, there's a governor who's running for re-election, a governor who's not talking about immigration, but a governor who shares a building with ICE right under his nose. A nice building that is the most aggressive in the country and that is locking up and detaining up the most people every day.
have to work this hard to say that our lives are valuable. So this right here is the Berks Family Detention Center. It is one of three in, in the country, one in Pennsylvania and two in Texas. What you'll see is a fence, and what you'll also see is a children's playground where children come out every once in a while. This fence is actually pretty new. It's a fence that was put in after I got arrested for hugging the women, for doing campaigns to try to get the women out. So many women and children have suffered inside of here for months and months and months of indefinite detention to the point where children are sick, they have suicidal ideations, and it is filled with human rights abuses. It was about four years ago that we heard about uh, institutional rape on the inside. Mm. And what had happened was that a guard had uh, raped a 19-year-old uh, in front of a seven-year-old. And the guard was still working there and she was still locked up. And still, this detention center remains open. We are asking on the state and we're asking for the governor to shut down this detention center, to make an example and show the country that Pennsylvania will not house women and children indefinitely the way that Trump wants to. Right behind me is the York County Detention Center. You can even see the buses where they bring folks in from across the state. The York County Detention Center is the second largest county detention center in the country. We're here today because we're demanding that Governor Wolf take a stance and help us fight against the separation of families. And this is his county, this is where he grew up, this is where he lives, and this is where he and his family are still profiting off of brown people being put in jail. So we just saw people that are being detained they came here because they want to have a better life for their families and for themselves. Estuve detenido cinco meses en el centro de York y el resto en Pike County. Me dejaron salir por tres meses. Después de tres meses tenía que presentarme a las oficinas de migración para que ellos me deportaran. Y fue como accedimos a tomar santuario en la iglesia metodista de Filadelfia. Estuve sin poder salir y sin poder jugar con mis hijos durante 11 meses. And that's why we're coming here, we're urging other people to come here, and we're urging other people to take a stand and make Governor Wolf say something and do something about what is happening in his state. Had to come out here to illegal tacos out in Philly. If y'all haven't seen this audacity for this business owner to name their tacos ilegales. to hold everybody accountable, officials at state level, city levels, and even business owners at a local level.
and welcome back to the weekly review. That was the uh, Chinga La Migra, which is the web series from. Uh, if you go to uh, chingalamigratour.com, you can find all of the episodes there. And I'm actually curious to play some more, so perhaps we'll we'll do that too. Uh, thanks again so much for listening. This is the Weekly Review. We are broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio. There are shows here every day of the week, so please do check out our schedule, mutinyradio.fm. If you yourself are interested in having a show here, uh, please check us out. There are slots available. You get two hours a week to do any type of program you want. Uh, we've got the equipment here. You get trained on that. You pay monthly dues, and then you get to have a show. You get a live broadcast. You get to save the MP3. Also, if you're interested in doing a one-time rental, two hours at a time, that's also a possibility. So again, check out mutinyradio.fm. Contact Pam there. Also, if you'd like to contribute to this show, the first $100 that we make a month goes directly to paying the dues. Um, anything is greatly appreciated. A dollar a month um, to let folks know that they're on board with the kind of work that we're doing here. I do it because I feel like it's uh, with these resources, it's necessary to get the word out on what's actually happening and to combat a lot of the untruths that are out there, as well as just the pe- people who aren't really talking about it or uh, would rather not talk about it. So it's really crucial that we talk about what's happening. So uh, if you're interested, please check out patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. Anywhere from a buck a month and more is greatly appreciated. If not, please feel free to spread the word. And, uh, yeah, and encourage other folks to listen in. And there's a lot of great, like, independent podcasts like this out there. So really also encouraging folks just to take things into our own hands because we kind of have to. And that's always been the case, certainly. Can't depend on the status quo at all and have to create a better world, most most definitely. Coming up next, I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's next. It's 124. Coming up next on the Mutiny Radio, though, for certain, is Women's Magazine, which starts at 2 p.m., and that's with Global Val. At 3 p.m., it's the Common Thread Collective with Global Val and Diamond Dave and many other folks. People come in, play music, share poetry, spoken word, talk about what's happening. There's a lot of great guests on that show, so please do check it out. It's also an open house. It's also an open house here for this show, although I recognize... Noon on a Friday, it's difficult for folks who are otherwise uh, occupied at that time. However, we do have an open house here. If you're ever interested in coming in listening to the show, uh, pl- please stop on by. And if you are you do the kind of work that we talk about here, um, work is such a, ugh, that word. However, if you're an, an artist, a community organizer, an activist, something along those lines, an educator, um, would like to be on the show, please do just get in contact with us. Uh, the number here is 415-550-0511. We also take phone calls. Uh, including that awesome robocall from earlier. <sighs> so what's next? I'll, I'll, I'll talk again about a few of the, 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 the da, 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 da. okay. Uh, the voting, the voting things that are happening here, November 6th. Yeah. So again, if you're in Massachusetts, vote yes on three. That's a really important one. And here, uh, yes on 10 and yes on C are the two and yes on E are the really big ones that I've heard a lot about so far. Uh, yes on 10, uh, really would help secure, uh, rent stabilization and rent control and there's a lot of money being put against it of course by fucking greedy landlords so fuck them uh yes on c is a big deal too we want that passed most definitely most folks in their right minds once it when it passed um so what prop c would do is that it would tax businesses that make over 50 million dollars a year they tax them only one percent after that $50 million that they make, which is very little compared to what they make. And that would go directly to helping uh, advocate and provide services for folks who are unhoused. So that means that folks, I have flyers with me. I can read the actual text. 
if you imagine that, where is it? Oh, it's in my backpack. Uh, I would leave the dog to the to get the mic, but I don't know what we would hear from. So I'm going to turn up the music a little bit more, and I'll be back in a second. Welcome back. I'll have some music on in the background. Why not? All right. Yes on C. That's a big one. Yes on C. Vital Housing and Services. This is for San Francisco. A bold plan to tackle SF's homeless crisis funded by a small tax on our largest corporations. It's like you would have to be, I don't know, getting paid by those local corporations to oppose it. Our mayor or Jack Dorsey or gross. Okay. So yes on C. Yes on C. Uh, because the homeless crisis hurts all of us. Propsy is a local initiative crafted by the people on the front lines of our homeless crisis. It will be funded by the city's very largest corporations, many of whom just received a huge tax break from 45. This top 1% will pay a small additional tax averaging one half of 1%. Gosh, that's even less. Okay, so averaging one half of 1% on revenue greater than $50 million a year. Prop C will prevent homelessness by protecting 7,000 San Franciscans from losing their homes, provide mental health care for over 4,000 severely impaired individuals, create affordable housing by moving more than 4,000 households off the streets and into affordable homes, provide clean streets and fun sanitary bathrooms across the city. That sounds great. Uh, All these things sound great. Also, provide shelter off the street by giving 1,000 people by giving the 1,000 people on our wait list for shelter each night a place to sleep off the street. Go to www.rcityourhomesf.org. Join us in voting yes on Prop 10 and Prop C, which is the Affordable Housing Alliance, Coalition for San Francisco Neighborhoods, Coalition on Homelessness, United Educators of SF, California Nurses Association, SF Tenants Union, Senior Disability Action, Housing Rights Committee of SF, SEIU 1021, ACCE, which is only a partial list. Uh, Also, yeah, like... Everyone should fucking vote yes on C. Yes on C. If you see a no on C sign, tear it down. Um, And or speak to the person having up and be like, why would you want this? Don't vote no on C. Vote yes on C. There we go. Also, vote yes on 10. 
the Affordable Housing Act restores cities' right to protect tenants because the rent is way too high. Prop 10 will repeal Costa Hawkins' Rental Housing Act, an outdated state law passed by the real estate lobby to undermine local rent control. San Francisco deserves the right to update our rent control laws and stabilize our communities. Prop 10 will help us protect tenants and families threatened with skyrocketing rents, eviction and displacement, reduce homelessness caused by evictions, stop predatory gouging. Vote yes on 10. Now is the time. Stand together to protect our communities. Vote yes on prop10.org. Paid for by tenants, SF Tenants Union. Um, yes. Yes. Great. So I'm going to leave a few of these flyers here at Mutiny Radio. And also have some flyers I've been having that I've been having that I've had with me for a bit. Also, this is for the uh, the Poor People's Campaign. And the on the front a new poor people's campaign for today there are millions of poor people in this country with very little or even nothing to lose if they can be helped to take action together they will do so with a freedom and a power that will be a new and upset unsettling unsettling force in our complacent national life and that was from reverend dr martin luther king jr and if you go to poor people poor people's campaign.org you can um, add your name to the growing list of organizations and individuals who have endorsed the call for a new Poor People's Campaign at www.poorpeoplescampaign.org. And so, yes, I will be leaving some flyers for this here, too, as well, Meet New Radio. So, yeah, there's lots of ways to uh, to stay active. I know it feels, I can only speak for myself, but uh, woof, feels depressing. I feel helpless and hopeless a lot with everything that's happening. And there's also a lot of folks doing a lot of really incredible work. So wanting to uh, move, you know, just definitely share that with folks. All right. Um, I feel like it's time for one more story. And first, I'm going to play some more music. And this is going to be from the, the documentary soundtrack to Major, which is an incredible documentary. I highly recommend folks check it out. Uh, Star Amarasu and Storm Miguel Flores uh, did the soundtrack to this. So we'll be playing some music from the soundtrack you can purchase and please do check out major it's an incredible documentary about miss major really just there's so many folks out there who have just done so much to make things better for us here today and have lived their lives just fucking authentically and i am super grateful for all the trans elders out there so here's some music and uh we'll be back in a bit
caught in between Remember, remember, remember Remember, remember, remember Remember, remember, remember your choice Remember, remember, remember Remember, remember, remember Remember, remember, remember your choice Welcome back to the Weekly Review. This is Roman here. We're going to wrap up the show. Please do stay tuned because coming up next at 2 p.m. is Women's Magazine with Global Val, followed by the Common Thread Collective. And we'll be back next week. We've got a guest calling in next week, our first guest we've had in a while, so super grateful for that. And yeah, if you'd like to check out other episodes, please do go to mutinyradio.fm. If you click on the podcast, you've got the whole archive there for all the shows here at Mutiny Radio. There's also an AA meeting that happens here on Wednesday nights. I've heard really good things about that. So please do check that out. If you're voting in San Francisco, vote yes on C, yes on 10, yes on E. That's an arts uh, proposition. We'll talk more about that next week. And I'm going to leave you with some more from the soundtrack uh, of the documentary Major, Shine Bright, Songs and Sounds from the film Major from Star Amarasu and Stormy Gale Flores. And yeah. So have a great week, everyone. Uh, sending extra, sending out love to all the listeners out there, especially folks, trans, GNC, intersex folks listening. Lots of love, support, solidarity to everyone out there. <sighs> Grateful for all the activists and the folks out there working to make the world a better place. There's more of us than there are of them, and there's plenty of folks who've come before us to get us to where we are today. So. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll be back next week.
apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Magazine. 